Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. New research indicates there's a need for more visual awareness training to support people with sight loss living in care homes. The research, released by sight loss charity the Thomas Pocklington Trust, has shown staff, care home residents living with sight loss and their family members have a desire for more information and support to improve residents' quality of life. Dr Lizzie Ward is from the University of Brighton. She joins us now. Lizzie, you were working on this research. What was the catalyst for this? Really, it came from Thomas Pocklington. They have a whole programme of research around older people and visual impairments and we're very aware that there's very little research in care homes, particularly that looks at the perspectives of care home residents themselves. So it was an awareness from them that we need to find out more about the actual experience of living with sight loss in care homes. When you're looking at carrying out a piece of research like this, Lizzie, how do you go about finding people to talk to? How do you decide what way you're going to research the the project? Well, that's a very good question because we know generally that researching care homes is quite difficult to do because it's quite difficult to sort of gain access to people living in care homes. So the first step really is to identify care homes And we did that via the Care Quality Commission, have a database of care homes. The funder, Thomas Pocklington, wanted the research to be carried out within London. And that was part of linking up with a programme of community development work that they have with local sight loss agencies in London. We narrowed down our search for care homes that might potentially take part by using the Care Quality Commission database. Once we'd identified a number of homes within the London area, it was a question of writing to the managers, explaining what the research was about, and asking them if they would like to participate. So basically, you have to go through the care home managers. We have to remember is they are communal living spaces. They have a lot of routines. And, you know, we don't want to intrude on people's privacy. I think sometimes there's a reluctance on the part of care homes to get involved in research because maybe, you know, they're under quite a lot of scrutiny for inspection. So it's really about trying to ensure that they understand that we're not there to sort of scrutinise them. We're there to learn and to hopefully improve practice. But one of the major difficulties we had to start with was when we described the research we were asking about residents who had problems with sight loss and quite a number of care home managers responded that they didn't have any residents with sight loss. Now we found that quite difficult to believe because we know in fact from the RNIB research that as many maybe as half of the people that live in care homes might have some form of visual impairment. So what we then realised, the care home managers were assuming that we were talking about people who may be totally blind. So what we had to do was sort of change the way we asked about it, if they had any residents who had any eyesight difficulties. And that actually helped us 
you know, identify people who might take part. We had to make sure that everything we did was adapted to each individual participant and their own particular needs around visual impairment. It's interesting when you mention, Lizzie, that, you know, straight away, the care homes themselves, as in the management team and so on staff, didn't really recognise the fact that you're looking for anyone with, with a visual impairment. And that, that would also suggest that, you know, things like helping people with sight loss, diagnosing sight loss, putting services and technology and so on in place wouldn't even have started in that case. Yes, I think that's probably true. I mean, that, you know, we only managed to get into homes, if you, if you like, care homes, where there was, I think, a level of awareness So the homes that were saying, no, we don't have anybody, didn't, you know, take part. So in in some ways, you know, that might be a limitation of our research that we're in homes that already had some awareness. Having said that, we did identify exactly the kind of issues that you're talking about, that more was needed in terms of awareness. And some of it was at quite a basic level of making sure that you introduce yourself who you are when you go into a room. Recognising that people have sight loss, you don't necessarily have conditions, but they have difficulties, knowing that straight away, you know, things can be put in place to drastically improve their lives. Yes, that's right. These issues should be picked up for anybody in a care home. When, you know, somebody goes into a care home, there should be a proper assessment of their needs and a care plan drawn up, which is agreed with the resident and maybe their family members if they have any and it's reviewed regularly so they should be picked up i think some of the issues might be around when there's a change in somebody's visual impairment or they develop a visual impairment once they're in the home if they are moving into a care home and they already have a diagnosis to some extent they're already in the system if you like you know they might have a ongoing appointments with an eye clinic so i mean there are a number of sort of different issues really but i think on a sort of very basic level just having awareness that if it's not picked up and if people are not supported if they have a visual impairment it can make such a big impact on their life within the home getting to know other residents on a very everyday level it can make a big difference could working closer, if the care homes were to work closer with council services and even perhaps some of the smaller sight loss charities, more local um, sight loss charities help improve things? And I'm thinking in terms of just giving advice on technology, colour contrast, even befriending services. Yeah, I think that could make an enormous difference. I mean, I think sometimes there's an assumption that once people move into a care home, you know, they are being cared for and their needs are being met. And some of the services that might be available for people living within the community around, you know, rehabilitation services are not offered to people living in care homes in the same way. A big issue that came out of what people told us who had befrienders, it made such a big difference to their lives. And I think much more could be done in terms of building relationships between local sight loss groups who do have the sort of specialist knowledge particularly around technology and aids you know they could play a much greater role in in bringing those into the care home setting there were people who were using different bits of technology but on the whole they had found out about them themselves and maybe funded them themselves so it's almost like that needs to be done as a sort of matter of course by the sort of home management that they need to make those links 
to bring charities and, and organisations in that could help their residents, particularly around technology. I think the whole issue of technology in relation to older people is, is more tricky because they might you know, have a bit of a resistance to using it or, or even a fear of using it. So somebody who could come in with the technology and work alongside and help people to try things out, I think would make quite a big difference. Indeed, as you say, the, the technology needs playing a part there. And you know, recognising that someone has a sight problem, tackling that uh, it all leads to improving people's mental well-being, improve their, their behaviour, their confidence, and, and could make a drastic improvement to them in general. It definitely could contribute to their well-being on a very sort of everyday level, particularly, I think, around the sort of social isolation that people can experience within a care home setting. And not everybody moves into a care home is necessarily going to have family members who can sort of play that supportive role as well. And, you know, some of the people within the research living in care homes, in fact, didn't have any family members. So particularly for people who could potentially be very, very isolated, you know, those kinds of things around befriending and technology could make a huge difference. Where do you go or can you go further with this research, Lizzie? part of an ongoing programme that Pocklington has been running in relation to care homes. They've developed, and I think they're piloting, a kind of toolkit, the Eyes Right toolkit, which is a visual awareness training that can be used with care home staff. So it forms part of their sort of ongoing work to try and address these issues. And also by working with other organisations sort of in partnership, particularly care providers, I think will be important in actually getting this research make a difference to the practising care homes. Lizzie, just finally, if people would like to learn more about the research, is there a way they can do that? Yes, they can get in touch with the Thomas Pocklington Trust. Their web address is www.pocklington, that's P-O-C-K-L. I-N-G-T-O-N hyphen trust dot org dot UK or they can phone them and their phone number is 020-8995-0880 Dr Lizzie Ward thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio Thank you very much For more downloads like these visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts